You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Al Mega. Thank you for tuning in to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today, we have an amazing independent comic book creator i mean he got some dope projects i mean he's new to the game too but he already killing it with smokes the fox and weaponized werewolf there's a campaigns currently on indiegogo but homie's killing it he's already even worked with legends he's coming from the smoked up town of denver the one the only mr justin belmont hey what's going on what up hermano how you doing doing really good (laughs) Yo, thanks for hanging out with me today, man, to talk about the greatness of these awesome projects you got going up on Indiegogo. I mean, who doesn't love a dope-smoking mutant fox that takes on the government? Holy shit, bro. You put Fox for Puerto Rico, and that's me too. <laughs> I'm digging it, kiddo. So, Justin, again, thank you for hanging out. You told me you're from Denver in, in the backstage. Is that where you were born and raised? No, I'm originally from upstate New York. Oh, fellow New Yorker, where? Check yeah. that out. So uh, we're Utica. in upstate. Utica. Okay. And okay. then I moved out to Denver when I was 21. Oh, so it was an adult decision or a family decision? Was it a what decision? An adult decision? Like you decided to move to Denver oh, yeah, or I was it a family to, thing? I wanted, to, I wanted to get the hell out of there. It's not. Is it F New York? <laughs> oh, I know. New York as a whole isn't a great place to live. It's a, It's a cool place. But it's not a great place to live anymore. That's for sure. Yo. I just miss the food, though. Oh, I know, bro. Those pizzas. Was, oh, God, bro. Don't even read. My, my, my wife, while we're here. I'm in Florida, my brother. And wifey found a diner that actually has New York bagels. Oh, and when I bit into that, I'm like, oh, my God. This tastes like home. <laughs> so I get it, man. I do miss the food as well, man. Not everybody uses the same spice and that water, bro. That, that water makes the hell of a difference, let me tell you. So, man, bro, at 21, you decided to move to Denver of all places? What made you choose that location? Did you just spin the globe and say, here it goes? Actually, my older brother was traveling around the U.S., and he was, like, staying from, like, city to city, checking out the um, basically all the states and all the, the bigger cities. And then he okay. decided that Denver was the best place he visited out of, out of all the places. Really? And so he lived out here for a while, and he got me and my younger brother to come out here. Okay, so so both brothers are out there right now. Yeah, but my older brother ended up uh, moving out of the country. Now he lives in Belize. Belize? Have you been there and visited? No, he wants me to come out there, but it's it's kind of a journey to get out there. You got to fly to Mexico and then like take a eight hour uh, car ride into Belize or something like that to get in there. What? Are you serious? From what I heard, no. he lived on the edge of a jungle. Jungle? Yeah. Oh, shit, bro. Cannibal Holocaust anytime soon? <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> it's always 70-something degrees every single day, too. Yeah, well, he living the life then. So salute to, to, to the other Belmont out there. So, kiddo, talk to me, bro. You know, you are a comic book creator, right? Now. But how, how did that journey start? How early did it start? What, what was that moment in, in your young little life, if you will, that someone or, or you found I mean, what was that origin? I used to go to the comic book store to buy baseball cards. 
Oh, you are, you started with the cards, homie? Yep, with the baseball cards, yeah. And I used to be in Little League and just collect baseball cards. And then when I go to the comic book shop, after a while, I just notice the comic book rack. Okay. And I remember uh, seeing Joe Jusco's cover uh, for The Punisher. Oh! Like a Mike Barron, uh, uh, one of the ones... I just can't get it out of my mind. It was just such an amazing cover. It's like shows him skiing, and then there's a bunch of guys like on jet skis or whatever, on snow, on snowmobiles or whatever. I mean, they're chasing them with like submachine guns and Uzis. Oh, and that, that's the first comic I remember seeing on the shelf. How old were you? I was about fifteen. What year was this? We're talking about nineteen eighty-seven. Oh damn! Hell yeah, that was the, you know that's action hero year. So hell yeah, you, if we see a cover like that, we're thinking yo Stallone, Schwarzenegger, uh, whoever, Van Damme, right? <laughs> I just started noticing them, but I didn't actually pick one up yet. Mm. I think the first comic I actually bought was uh, New Mutants '87, the first appearance of Cable. Cable, that was your first? The first one I bought, I believe. Wow! Yeah. Wow! I, I'm pretty sure that's the first one. That, that that's a pretty cool first pickup though. I don't think well, it was thanks. a new issue though. It wasn't like it wasn't out that month when I bought it. I think I bought it later on, like okay, months later. Okay, okay, but you still picked it up though. Shit, I mean, you I see, Rob's work it really inspired me. Listen, Rob had his time, you know. It, you know, dope. Um, I have my own feelings about him because he owes me a book. So until I get that book, I'm not gonna be too happy. But <laughs> you a book. Brigade that Kickstarter is like ten years oh, old. You know that I'm still waiting for the book. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a Kickstarter for that. Yeah, many years ago, and you know he claims people are receiving it, but I haven't seen a picture of it, and I'm still waiting for my copy. And I don't want my money. I want the fucking book. If I put money behind a project, I want the fucking book, especially if it funds. I you know what I mean. So you know, don't play me. Don't play me. I have a platform. I could, I could abuse you if I want, but I won't. <laughs> so um enough about the ham because at least you know the books you have have greatly drawn feet so um talk about finding the tribe was it easy for you to find people that that connected on the same level as you in in, in the collectible sense whether it was the baseball cards or comics what creating the comic getting all the people together no no i'm saying just as you growing up did you find the tribe or were you kind of a solo you know nerd if you will uh, my brother collected comics with me. Okay. It's my younger brother, not my older brother, though. All right. So you didn't have friends or, or a network of others that enjoyed this culture? Just a know, in the, people, in just the a 80s, people. everybody was shy about it because, you know, that's, that it would get you into fights. It, it wasn't like the thing to be proud of when I was a kid. You know what I mean? That you like comics. Exactly. And look at us now. Yeah. And look at us now, right? I'm proud of it. I'll post it on my wall. It doesn't matter to me. How the world changed. Now geeks are cool, right? I was always a proud nerd, bro. I ain't give up. Read them in the subway. <laughs> we used That's to walk like do. a mile and a half to the to the comic book shop to get to get like some Valiant comics, some Bloodshot. Oh those, wow, those are my favorite days going in the shop. That when remember seeing Bloodshot on the, on the stands and. Uh, Exo Man Award, Turok, all those great okay. titles. I love that you say that because I found, I discovered them, Valiant, uh, in like 1993. 
and I was working in the co-op program in my high school, and I, and the security guard for the, the, the place I was working at, he loved comics. And one day he says, yo, you know there's a comic shop two blocks down, right? I'm like, no, because in Manhattan, they're not first level. They're normally on a second floor, right? I didn't know this. I'm not walking around looking up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he takes me, and that's where I discovered Valiant. It was thanks to that homie. I was like, oh, shit, what is this? He goes, yo, Jim Shooter, he created this, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, damn. But, I mean, he was a total geek, and he, like, blessed me with his knowledge. And thanks to him, I picked up some pretty cool books, man. Then I got, after I started collecting comics, I got into art, just collecting the artwork. So when we're talking art, I mean, when you mean art, I mean art, art, or like comic book pages and covers and buying OG yeah, stuff? The, yeah, the, the interior art, the original Ooh. art for com- making comics, man. Oh, what's your gem? What is the gem in your collection or the gem that you bought? Mm, probably my Tarzan Sunday by uh, Bern Hogarth. You have that? Stop lying. How did the hell? My wife, my wife wasn't happy with me when I bought it, but yeah. <laughs> no wife would be happy with that type of purchase. <laughs> or oh, no spouse. Let me not just put that on, on, on wise because nowadays, you know, so much diversity in these things. So any spouse wouldn't be happy with that type of expenditure <laughs> at the end of the day, to be honest. Uh, I know my wife would probably have cut my balls off and, you know, and hang them next to, next to the frame. This is what it really cost them. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about creation then. Like, here you are, you're this kid from upstate New York, right? You know, you're collecting comics. Did you get into the creative mindset while you were in New York, or was that something that came when you hit Denver? No, I collected comics when actually when I was in New York when I was about fifteen. I actually stopped hey. collecting comics for a while when I moved to Denver. Shout out to Diver City right there, Lord Crunk. <laughs> oh, too funny. All right, so you were collecting in New York, but what I meant was the creative process. Was it born in New York, or, or did you get into creativity after that? Uh, I got creative right after I smoked my first joint. I mean, <laughs> when I started uh, drawing and sketching. So I would just get high and just sketch in a notebook, and then I just came up with uh, this character one day. And if you could tell, if you look at his uh, facial expressions and his eyes, it's kind of got a, a Cerebus feel to him. Yes, yes. It's a big influence on me. And actually, Gerhard... Cerebus animated film. Oh, did you see that? Did you see it? It's available on Plex and Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I watched, I watched most of it. I got to finish it, but yes. I'm about to interview the director, so... Yeah, if, just talk to you have any questions, let me know. Oh, you did the book to Oliver? Um, What's his name there? The one... That, let me see what his name is. I got Oliver, uh, Oliver Simonson, which is involved in the movie. What's his uh? What's his Twitter? Uh, oh man, you, 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 you're getting me there right now. I don't well, know. I just talk about Cerebus Film or whatever is the guy yeah. I talked to. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be talking to him too. That's awesome, bro. I mean, that's a legendary character, you know. That yeah, I, mean, I had Gerhard actually help me uh, do the design of Smokes. What? How the hell did you even meet these people, dude? What the hell? I actually met Gerhard a couple times. Really? I go to a lot of conventions. <laughs> Don't you miss them? I'm pretty sure you do then. Well, we're in Denver. We just had we just had one a few months ago, DenverCon. It was oh, like okay. a special edition in like October or whatever. So 
Gotcha. Yeah, I have somebody in Denver too, and we do the uh, uh, some stuff there. Uh, what was it? The uh, this the Denver Con, and and he also I have him do the uh, uh, Colorado Springs one. Yeah, Colorado Springs Con. I was at that one too. Yeah, yeah, I know the people that run that. You know, it's a nice show. You know, definitely for comics and some pretty cool creators show up every once in a while. So, talk to me about that creativity though. Here you are, you, you smoke an L, right? Just like anyone else does. I mean, you don't want me to smoke an L because what I do is just I, I could probably stay on my computer all night, like creating content, and it's horrible. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to smoke and turn everything off. I make sure I turn everything off. Anyway, so you smoke and, and okay. Oh, oh, this is a question. When you blaze, right, and you were getting into that headspace, as you were creating all these new characters, this whole new world in your head before it was even out. What, what's, what's the creative flavor? I didn't create a whole world. I just created smokes at the time. Gotcha. Out of the smokes. <laughs> and I just like the character. I'd just sketch them out, but I'm not the greatest artist. But I would still draw them anyway. And then I'd go to a comic con. And I would I would do the pencils and I'd ask okay. a comic creator to actually ink it for me. And since I was such a young age, they would like agree to it. So I have a couple of uh, pros that inked my uh, character no in 1993. Way. So uh, uh, Dave Lapham and uh, the late Tom Lyle. Um, no, they, really? Yeah, I still got I still got the pieces. I was gonna ask wow. Tom Lyle's uh, widow if. You know, if I can put it in the book, so I, I might put that drawing in the oh, book. Oh, please ask and make sure that people are aware of that legendary, legendary creator. I mean, again, this is the whole thing, man. So many creators have been passing on, right? And like, you know, when Brian Augustine, um, excuse yeah, me, yeah, he just yeah. passed away too. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but, but I didn't find this out until like two weeks after the fact. I'm like, damn, yo, I mean, you know, an actor passes away, you know the fucking moment it happens. You know what? These people that create books are just as important. And, you know, please, like, let us know when shit happens, you know? I I, I was really sad that, I, you know, that I didn't get to give the, the rest of the piece of family during that time. I don't want to hit them up two weeks later and, and bring back more pain. You know what I mean? It's crazy, bro. Crazy times we're living in. But at least you're doing stuff that's total escapism with smokes the fox weaponized werewolf i mean so you're talking to me right now you said you're going to cons as a kid right and, and you're getting you, you're making your stuff and you're getting people to ink somehow for you so big people because you're a kid but when it you know were you taking it serious then or was, or was it just sketches and you were just messing around i like the character and I, I was proud that i created something and Back then, uh, the indie scene was very big, like it is now. I think it came full circle. Like every 30 years, I think everything comes back. Yeah, but it, it came back hard now. Scene. Now is the golden age. Yeah, I think like in the 90s, in the 90s, it was trying very hard to come up and produce quality, but still DC Marvel dominated, right? And, but now we're seeing like, you know what? Marvel and DC's chunks are getting eaten up every single month by amazing independent publishers as a whole. So go indie. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, not that I hate on DC now. Marvel. I'm not hating on DC Marvel. I mean, those are the companies that open up people to comic books and then they get unhappy and then find indie. Thank God. <laughs> that's the way I see it. That, that, that's the roadmap. DC, Indie's the future. 
Yeah, it is. It's absolutely. It's people like you, man, creating fun stuff. Total escapism. You know, totally fun books. No politics. Right? No bullshit. Just a good story. That's all we need. I don't want nothing. I don't want to deal with real life when I read a book, bro. And I hate those narratives. I mean, even Grant Morrison said, oh, comic books, yeah, they're not supposed to be fucking re- based in reality. So why you got to throw this shit in there all the time? Grant Morrison <laughs> had that nice conversation. I mean, he didn't say it in those words, but that's my translation at, at, at the end of it. It's like, you don't need reality in the fucking books. They're supposed to be comic books. Supposed to be, they're not supposed to be based on reality. Well, mine actually might be really uh, based on reality. Uh, well, if we got those smoking mutant foxes. I know the government is experimenting, and that's going to be the new creature commandos coming out of the states when the aliens you ever come. See that video <laughs> of that pig? You ever see that video where that half man, half pig, uh, baby looking thing, whatever the hell that was? Oh shit, bro! That's how. <laughs> that's how <laughs> uh, he goes. He's just here for the pot smoking fox, <laughs> bro. He's a regular. That sounds like a South Park episode right now. What was it? That bear, whatever, half thing? <laughs> Are you serious? It was a pig half man? Yeah, it was a video that was released. It was like messing with genetics. It was part pig, part human. And it supposedly leaked from a lab. Oh, like shit. Footage of it. it was like it had his tongue sticking out. It was very strange. Is that that island in, in is that that island in New, in New York that they be experimenting? Remember that something happened? Oh yeah, up? yeah, yeah. What the hell is that called? <laughs> I forget the name, bro. Remember, supposedly, uh, what you're about, supposedly, you know, or yeah, apparently, yeah. The, my was... comic deals with uh, the the lore of Dulce Base. I don't know if you're familiar with Dulce Base. Supposedly, it's an underground military facility that's located on the border of Colorado and New Mexico. And how did you find this about this? And if any government agencies are listening, you know, listen, he's, he only made this up. If it's real, he just didn't know. <laughs> well, supposedly there's people that's worked there and have said that there's aliens working with humans inside the, this facility. And they call it Nightmare Alley or Nightmare Hall. Really? So where are the aliens now? If aliens showed up now, this shit it, it overseas would stop immediately. <laughs> They probably wouldn't want to get involved in any of our uh, business. They should just show up so it could just stop because all of a sudden everybody's going to be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> they Wait a minute. care about like nuclear weapons and stuff like that. They seem to care about that. Other than well, that, it's been threatened already, folks. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they interject. Bunny said I smoked a lot of pot. No, I only yeah, had but... a couple hits before the show, Bunny. I went easy. <laughs> Really? You know what? You smoke more than me, man, because I haven't smoked since yesterday. And you know, I, Listen, I could get crazy too, but I, I just, please don't let me smoke. <laughs> then, I had a, then I pounded down a cup of coffee to counterbalance. He's, well, see, my wife thinks I'm nuts when I smoke a blunt and then follow that up with a cup of coffee. So I'm like, I'm wired and I'm high at the same time. So I'm, I'm, my body's completely perplexed. Half of it is lazy, half of it is not. <laughs> Don't you love weed? I'm not endorsing the use of weed, but if you need to get into creative space sometimes, <laughs> let me tell you. Holy shit. I, I smoke one something called Orange Romulan. Orange Romulan. I will always, yeah, I would speak about this for this one reason that that shit, like, it was like sparking matches, you know, trying to spark these rocks together and start a fire. That's what happened in my brain that day. Oh, my God. 
Uh, and apparently you have a prescription. Lucky you. <laughs> That's because I don't. I don't need a prescription in Denver. Hey. I a photo ID. Photo ID? Stop fucking around. Are you serious? That's all it takes out there? A photo ID? Yeah. Say word. Out here in Florida, they have dispensaries, but I got to pay like $200 to get a license for that. What? Yeah, for real. I'm not paying $200 for a license. I, I know enough people. I get I get better shit than the dispensary gets. <laughs> Facts. I like, to, I like to go during happy hour and you get like 10% off. Right. There's a happy hour? Bro, I've never been to a dispensary, all right? I, I do my shit. Sorry, folks, I say it here illegally. <laughs> so so I've I never been to a dispensary. I think my wife went once. Yep, and, you need an ID to vote, but not to buy a pound or an ounce of weed in Denver. Wait a minute. So, <laughs> yeah, fucking me up. I, uh, right now, I, I truly wish I had smoked. So, I want to get back to this amazing party. We talk, we get into this. We, we're going to become herbologists right now. So, about the different strains of weed and marijuana and, and this, that, the other. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> um, talk about this. Why does your character smoke, man? I mean, Basically, smokes the fox. Let me bring this picture up too, because it, it, it's only going to serve justice when you see this character and let me share the video i think you have a video too yeah i need to show that off look at this guy right here yo smokes the fox holy smokes bro for real look at this and i'm gonna i want to play the the video real quick all right the people could see let me take the, the, the that big butt that was there off what have you been watching band. it's just music videos but they they, they use ladies that have big badonka donks apparently all right so check this out folks this is an awesome trailer to the indiegogo Smokes the Fox number one and Weaponized Wolf, wolf number zero. Oh, that art is fantastic, bro. Look at that line work. Oh, heavy black lines. I'm already in love. Yeah, Rodney Ramos did the inks. Ooh. Look at that. I totally see what you meant. Is that where you live, bro? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little town in Colorado where that, that part of this that scene takes place. Bike riding adventure? Holy shit, bro. You don't want me on a bike if I smoke. <laughs> Smoke's good. Oh, Apparently, he got a pipe. Oh, damn. Fire. Oh, shit. Oh, beautiful. Snap, bro. That looks amazing. Amazing. Talk about this creation and everything behind it, yo. It looks dope. And we're going to, you know, peruse the Indiegogo as well. Because right now I see you're asking for five racks. You're almost at half at 23. You got 10 days left with 40 backers. Well, I got 
I got another 30 days after that because I'm going to re-up it. Oh, you do? Yeah, so you got another? T- Folks, make this happen. You saw that beauty, especially you pie heads. We need some more pot, pot smoking heroes in our world. So this is Smokes the Fox is a 28 page full color comic book. Weaponized, uh, well, with zero 16 page full color comic book. What's the difference between Smokes the Fox, Weaponized Werewolf? Because in Smokes, it seems that I see the Weaponized What's going on here, bro? Uh, both stories go together. So when you get, when you back the, when you back this project, you get two comic books. Dope. And you can read them in any order you want, but Smokes is probably recommended to read first. And Weaponized Werewolf is more of a prequel, which takes place ah. 15 years earlier than oh. Smokes. Oh, and uh, both of these stories were written by Mike Barron. Um, I gave him the concept of basically how it was going to go, and and he came up with this beautiful script for me. What the hell? How did you meet the legend Mike Barron himself? Shout out, man! You know he's doing like, the Florida man, right? <laughs> yeah, he's the Florida man. He's working with uh, Pat Broderick on a new uh, new project. It's a western. Wait, are you giving me a scoop? He's working with with the. Big man Broderick, bro. I love yeah, that's Pat. Man. Out. It's called Bronze Star. Bro, I love Pat Broderick. You hear about man. that next what a month. Quick... Oh my you hear god. about that next month. So it's a le- legendary creator, and you know, he's the one that did the what was the Anunnaki, you know, and, you know, and if you watch yeah, uh, yeah, 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 Ancient yeah. Aliens and you reach that book by, by Broderick, you're like, holy shit, bro. You're home. <laughs> yeah, I met oh, Pat. I you. met Pat at Colorado Springs Con a couple times. He's a real good guy. Yeah, that's not him and his lady that is always there to help him out there. They're an amazing, they're a power couple, man, for real, in comics. And Pat is just, yo, bro. I mean, you see him, he's just energetic as he was back in the day today. Aliens and UFOs at his table. And and then he's like, hey, I'm going to, he gave me a sketch card. He's like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do a sketch card for you. Since you, uh, you know, got these commissions from me and always seeing uh, always like here what do you want and i was like uh, i don't know and he just busted out he just busted out this whole figure on a um sketch card for me of, uh, I, I would be for me i'd be like can you draw me a white tiger smoking a blunt no he did a full figure of firestorm on a trade on a sketch card somehow and he did oh. it without making any mistakes just using a pen no pencil this is what happens when you are a pro on the level of Pat. That's what it is, all right? I guess he likes to draw at a small scale, so it's like nothing for him. Yeah, man. Who does that, too? Uh, Chris Russo, he does the sketch cards, too, and it's like one and is too. And he does some beautiful artwork on it. So I, I met Mike at Rocky Mountain Con. It's a very small convention out here in uh, Denver. Okay. And it's only a couple miles or so from my house. So I go there, and Mike's always there just about every year. And I said, fine, I'm just going to fucking pitch my book to him. Fuck it. You just pitched it. And then I pitched it to him about a pot smoking fox. And I, you know, I had no idea if Mike Barron <laughs> smoked weed or anything. I, I had oh, a suspicion that he could, but. A suspicion. I think every motherfucking comic creator. Okay. 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 Wait. And let me not insult that. Great. I'll say <laughs> at least 95% <laughs> must be on some other next level shit to relax. Let's get I found out that Mike Barron's first job out of college was actually working for the government in an experiment where he just sat in like, I don't know, just some, some kind of place where he lived and just smoked pot. And then. What? 
and they they wanted to know the effects. You like give you like surveys or ask you questions. Just make him smoke pot all day long. It was his dream job. He said. Oh my god! But it sounded like a dream. I mean, shit. I, I, you know, a, after you wake up after that high, are you like, was it a dream? What the hell? Did I just well, do my a first survey? job? Was like Taco Bell. So it's better than my job. First job. Oh, bro, I worked in a video store, and then they had me clean out the backyard where I found the bones of a dead cat. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I would rather have worked at Taco Bell. <laughs> well, it was at Taco Bell at a mall. So it was a but let me, but, but, but again, you know, as a wee head, you're at Taco Bell, you know, sometimes, hey, man, you got to eat what you got to eat. <laughs> Yo, Taco Bell is a good munchie when, you, when, you know, because they stay up late. Come on. I was there when they first invented gorditas. I remember it was a big deal. They had a meeting and shit. Oh, bro. Yeah, just never use that word to a Latina because you might get smacked. Just always be, <laughs> yeah, make sure you're talking about uh, tacos when you say gordita. <laughs> gordita. So I Talk to me. Mike and he said, sure. And I, I wasn't sure if he was kidding or not, but he was down for it. And we, I gave him my concept. I kind of, he didn't, didn't really know much about aliens and UFOs and stuff. So I made him watch some documentaries and stuff like that um, to get an idea. Of what I was did you give for. him ancient aliens? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I told him to watch this thing about Dulce Base and some other stuff. But okay, I can't yeah. remember everything, but I'm pretty sure he watched some of the stuff. And then he came back with the script, and there was a couple things I didn't like, and I told him to change, but. Pretty much, I kept it how he wanted it to. So we just collaborated on this project. And then later on, we decided to do Weaponized Werewolf and continue the story because I thought the story fell a little bit short. Everybody okay. else has got books coming out 50-something pages long and all that. So I, And I figured if I put out a second book, it would entice people to back my project, not getting just one book. You get two. And... Also, I can get those two books done quicker because I'll have two different artists draw them. Hey, beautiful, beautiful. So talk about that. Where are you at now? And let's talk about the bundle. So what's the what's the goal behind the Indiegogo? What are you trying to accomplish with, with the Indiegogo right now? Well, I've, I'm trying to get the funds to basically get it printed and the paper okay. to shipping and to get copies so I can, you know, in the future maybe go to comic conventions and sell the comics. Okay. Maybe get into get them into some comic shops. So can I ask, is the book, you know, done and just yeah. looking for the print? Oh, so it's done. It's all we need is this to, to fund so you could just go print. People get There's maybe stuff. like one color correction I got to do and make the credits page, but real little uh, small stuff, nothing nothing crazy. All the color, all the coloring is done. All the lettering is done. The pencils, the inks, everything, the editing, everything, the letters, everything. Thank you as a creator, man, for doing that and you know, just being ahead of the curve. Like, listen, this is what we need it for. So you have a real plan. The book is done. Let's just get it printed, folks. You know, support this project. So talk about, man, like, talk about this bundle here, too. I mean, 125, what is this epic bundle? What it's pretty a much every, everything hey. I have. Nice. So you get, you get a, a metal bottle opener. You get all three covers. And they're all going to be signed, so you get nine autographs. Mike Barron's going to sign each comic, so you get Mike autograph, autograph three times. Ooh. You're going to get my autograph three times. You're going to get the interior artists to sign their books. So you get nine total autographs. You're going to get a sketch card, and the sketch card is going to be either be drawn by Barry McLean, the interior artist for Weaponized Werewolf, or you're going to get a sketch card that's drawn by Lee Oaks, 
okay who's cool. the interior artist for smokes and you get a neck gator it's i had one made the show oh we're hold on let's show oh, this it, real it's quick the cover basically oh look at that oh that's fire though that looks great that's gangster son very nicely done very nicely done and then, and then mm-hmm. you also get a, a metal sketch a metal card besides the sketch card you get a metal card oh you bringing back some cards Yo, everybody's doing these cards bro oh how easy was it for you to find somebody that could do the cards you wanted that's gorgeous bro oh, i had phoenix animation do these uh metal cards he Yo, goes, that's fire he goes on tour and goes to all these conventions and gets um and sells all his metal stuff Yo, that is so dope. It looks fantastic, bro. And what's this rare mystery gift? What's that? Uh, it's a secret. You just you get one extra <laughs> item that's going to shift in your, in your book. There's actually okay. two different items. So you might get one or you might get the other. It's extremely rare. Okay. So when we talk rare, can you tease what's the rarity like in numbers? It's going to be like less than 30 probably. What? Least, Folks, you hear this? You hear this? Hey, so, something. And then nine autographs. And, and, and hopefully with everything that's going, uh, happening, you expect this to ship in August of this year. That's that's the latest, but I just want to be sure. I don't want to like put it that I'm going to have it in July and then everybody be uh, mad at me that it's not. Gotcha. I'd Man- have it earlier than later. I hear you. Managing customer expectations. Like, give them the latest date possible, but they're going to get it early, hopefully. <laughs> you also get the vanity license plate. I don't know if you've seen that. I saw that. I mean, that's the – yo, that is so dope. And is it actually size like a license plate? It's the same size as a, a motorcycle license plate, 4 by 7 Stay word. That's so cool. Now, that is definitely one of the most unique rewards I have seen. I haven't seen any. anybody do that yet. Yeah, me neither. Campaign. What made you do that? That's pretty cool. Well, the main reason is I haven't seen anybody do that, and I was just high one day, and I was thinking of what can I offer? What can I offer? And I just does, does every one of your creations start. My, I was high one day. <laughs> yeah, my wife, my wife had uh, my wife had a little small little uh, vanity plate that said Michigan, and it had her name on it, Christina, and it had it was a Michigan little plate. So you smoked and you looked at that like... it while I was high, and I was like, "That's it! I gotta make a motorcycle size plate." I love this. I love talking to fellow fellow smokers, man, sometimes. Because, again, I wish I had smoked prior to, man. We would have had a lot, so much more fun. Hey, what's up, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, that, that's Aaron. He wants the fox. He said, give me the fox. So, and talk about this. So, digital comics, you know, so are we so we get both for 12 bucks digitally, right? Wait, what? So, for the digital comics, are we getting both, again, for 12 bucks? Yeah, for both? 12 bucks. It's for people that are out of the country if they want to. They want to back me. They're going to get smokes and weaponized werewolf uh, PDFs. Ooh, and what's this $25 package right here? The first one? Yeah, package A. Package A is the main cover by uh, Don Perlin and Bob Layton. Okay. And it's colored by Gerhard. Ooh, oof. Look at you. And then we got the, then, uh, number two. The, the, second, the second option is to get the variant cover, which is all Gerhard. He did everything on that one. And that one's a real special uh, cover for me. I couldn't, I had a hard time picking which one was going to be the main cover and which one was going to be the variant cover. So much so that I, I pretty much say they're equal. I wouldn't, I couldn't say which, which 
cover I like better. It's like picking a favorite son or something. Listen, we have we had as we has have uh, decision making problems sometimes. I mean, we take it all <laughs> and just get her done. I love it. And then we could get all three covers for forty beans. We could get them signed for sixty five. And I'll, I'll I mean, sign them for free. Um, any of the uh, any of the tiers. Well, for any tier, you you yeah, give us the twenty five hour option. There's an option to have my autograph or not. It's up to you. Oh, dope. You hear that, folks? So you don't even got to pay extra for his, man. But you want some legends. Now you're going to ask for a little bit more. I mean, am I getting the hand truck here with this free shipping? What is this? This is awesome, though, for, for retailers. How did you come up with this package for them? Uh, this guy, Pops, he told me that I should offer something for retailers. Um, I figured I'd give it a shot. So I just added that in there, like kind of like last minute. So temp, that, so any retailer that push, puts in Ninety five dollars, you get twenty four percent off. So that's a, you know you get you know you can do a you market. About forty bucks, I think it is. Yeah, but you know they can still shipping. make they could make some money off this bag. But for sure, with that free shipping, exactly which I wanted to point out because that's very important. You know, shipping ten books is a lot more expensive than shipping one book. So, you know, good on you for doing that. Holy shit! So as an art fan, you had to include original art, didn't you? Yeah, we got I got pages for sale and I have uh sketch wow. for sale. Dope. And these are original pages, huh? Dude, I'll have that's... every page. Some of the art, the artists kept their work, but I have uh yeah, some. You know, a, a bunch. <laughs> I have good pages. I mean and again, folks, just look at the artwork behind this book, yo. Look are at you this. familiar with Rodney Ramos? Yes, I am. He did the yes. inks on both these books. He did a fantastic job. So I'm saying I love that because I, I, he uses those thick black lines. Yeah, so and all those pages are signed throwback. too. I already had Mike Barron sign those at the show. Really? Oh, damn. And uh, all the artists signed them. So everything's ready to go. All the sketch cards are made. Uh, all the metal I, stuff is made. I got to ask, though. I got to ask. So why doesn't homie roll blunts and smokes out of a pipe like like he's um, Thurston High? Uh, if you scroll down in the, in the campaign, you can see the scene where he first gets high. Kind of explains it. He basically runs into these campers. It's a, two teenagers that are uh, camping. Oh, and he bagged that. Gotcha. And he, he ends up stealing their stash. <laughs> and they happen to have a lighter, a wallet, and some weed and a pipe. So he just takes what they got. See, and that's a rookie mistake, folks. You roll your shit, you put that shit away or in your pocket. Roll, put it away, and then smoke. Never leave it out. <laughs> he was safe inside his uh, tent in the middle of nowhere. But I Never leave it out, folks. No matter where you at, don't even trust your moms with fucking bud. <laughs> and then later on in the story, he's able to uh, get a motorcycle because... Uh, these motorcycle, these these biker gangs, they don't even, uh, you know, take the keys out of their motorcycles. They leave it in. Who the hell is going to steal a motorcycle from a um, from a Hell's Angel or whatever, you know? Hey, bro, I think if we hang out, we might be able to do that together. Hey, let's ride. <laughs> so Smokes gets the balls and he, and he uh, steals one of their bikes. That's kind of how the story starts after he escapes. That takes big ass balls. I mean, look at these homies just getting down in the bar, bro. And, and one of my friends says that this is his fantasy in life is to get into a bar fight on this level. <laughs> and talk about, look at this, bro. This is vicious. And look at that gory ass first cover. Oh my. Yo, Eagly. They killed Eagly. 
You don't like Eagles, do you? Apparently. What's going on here? I didn't put that mic broke. I only played. I only play, bro. He killed Eagly. He says, fuck you, peacemaker. <laughs> the, the scene for Weaponized Werewolf was actually supposed to be in smokes. But okay, my it was. said okay. I should take that part out. Okay. And I decided to put it back in and use it as the cover for Weaponized Werewolf. And this is the same dude that was in the other one, right? Yeah. So both books will have the same characters or most of the same characters. There's a few different ones in Weaponized Werewolf. Weaponized Werewolf is more of a horror book, as you can see. Look at the guts coming out of that. That's what I'm saying. Look at these guts, yo. Isn't that dope? I mean, look at these things. Are you familiar with Tim Vigil? I've heard the name, but I don't think I have too much stuff on Faust. Oh, I know Faust. Absolutely, I know Faust. Yeah, he's the creator of Faust. And he's he draws really cool like werewolves and shit. So I, I got him for that. This oh. this is Barry McLean's art right here you're looking at. And it's beautiful too though. Are you familiar with Q Ball, that uh comic book Mike Barron has? Yes, yes. He's the artist for Q Ball. Gosh. Oof. This is a scene yeah. from the um from the Aliens world. You are fantastically blessed to to you know, be connected to so many amazing creators, bro. I mean, you've got to get more eyes on the project is, is the so, problem. But, but talk to me about that because you're a young buck creator, right? And so many young bucks, if you will, that are in the creation game, comic book game, have trouble connecting with, with, with like classy ass creators like you. Um, what's your approach like then um, when you, when you, when you approach people that are heavy hitters like this? To come into your small project, like yo, I'm not, I'm not the biggest creator, but I got this. Like, what's your real approach, man? Give me some secrets here, homie, because you're doing some ill work, and you know the names you are dropping. I mean, bro, I'm about to get a broom. <laughs> you know well, I mean? it's expensive to get who you want, but it can be done. So, is this out of pocket expense? Yeah, everything's you? already been paid for. All the artists have been paid. Oh, Everything wow. is. Wow, so look just, at yo, folks, you hear this? This is the real creator right here. I mean, he's dipping into his own wallet. Crazy, bro. My wife's I mean, not very happy with me, let's put it that way. Don't worry. When one of these when this shit gets optioned, she's gonna and you start buying her some Birkin bags, <laughs> you know, then she's gonna be like, Oh baby, I always believe I, I did get really excited when I first started the project. I, I showed the weaponized werewolf uh cover to Mike Barron, but it was only black and white at the time. Yeah. And I told him, don't post it yet. You know, I want to keep this under wraps until I'm ready. And what's he do? He goes and posts it the next day on his Facebook. He's a wee, he's a wee head. He forgot <laughs> that you said that. I forgot that I said it. And he posted it online. And then he, he sends me a message. Hey, hey, the the um, Shane Black says he wants to buy your comic. What? And I'm thinking, who the fuck is Shane Black? And I was thinking, I was, and I was like, oh, shit. The, the, the director of Predator. Yes. And I guess he was in Predator, right? Yeah, I remember. Oh, shit, bro. Just because he shared it, next thing you know. Yeah, so he just posted. i never seen him post in the Mike's post <laughs> before. i never seen I'm, – I'm not even a friend of his on Facebook. He just posted on uh, Mike Barron's. He said, when's this come out? I'm in or something like that. It was a real short sentence, but – Wow. You know, it, it really it really gave me a boost in confidence. My, yeah, you know? just, just keep showing that to your lady anytime she gets mad, like, yo – this is going to get option. Patience. Yeah. Patience. <laughs> so I, thought my wife it, the I, I showed other creators and stuff. Um, Don Perlin, I'm a friend with on Facebook. 
I bought some artwork from him and I commissioned some uh, pieces from him. So I became friends with him. We used to talk like uh, privately I, on Facebook. And but you're killing me. Up. Look at your names here. Mike Barron, Lee Oaks, Barry McLean, Rodney Ramos, DC Alonzo, Kurt Hathaway, and of course yourself. Then you got Don Perlin, Bob Layton, Jesus Christ, Gerard, Tom Vigil, Kyle Ritter, Xavius, Peter. Oh, shit, you got Peter Palmiotti. Shout out to Peter. No big oh, you homie. Peter? Yeah, no Peter, man. Shout out, big homie. And then Bruno Costa. Wow. Check you out, bro. Yeah, Bruno Costa fuck? did the colors right there for the card. Bro, bro. She's great. She How? She for, uh, what the hell did she work for? Uh, was it Dark Horse? Yo, I'm like completely impressed by, and this is one example of a signed page right here, right? Yeah, this is uh, what this is like page two or page three of Weaponized Werewolf. Sick, bro! And look at the sketch cards, folks. Look how sick that looks. Yeah, that Lee Oaks, I, I love the Lee Oaks. They're all ready to go. So My favorite going. is number one and number five right now. Holy shit! It's kind of like a Looney Tunes one, the one that you're talking about, that smokes one. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty dope. Because, again, he's smoking. <laughs> I'm digging it, bro. Smokes Colorado, there goes that neck gator we were talking about. There it goes. You rob a and, bank or something with that neck gator on. And you got... Yeah, that metal bottle opener looks like a blackjack from back in the day. And people, if you don't <laughs> yeah, know what a blackjack is, <laughs> please look up what a blackjack is. I don't know how people... Look those other... old school bartender uh, bottle openers. But, bro, how did a blackjack really knock people out back in the day? Because I had one when I was a kid. Somebody passed it on to me. And I'm looking at this little weapon, and I know it has, like, that lead piece. But I'm like, dude, do you know how hard you got to swing to really knock someone out with that? With a blackjack? I mean, for real. But this is what that reminds me of. When we were kids, we used to ride around with, like, a baseball bat in the back. My brother, you're talking to me. I used to ride around with my book bag, and in my backpack, I had two sides. Like, go ahead and try to mess with us as we're riding around. I'd be like, look, looking like, what is it, Donatello, right? That has the size? <laughs> that was a little rough in New York. You can get into a fight at a at a red light. Bro, you ain't lying. Yo, whether you're on a bike or a car, I mean, I even got escorted out of Queens once, my friend. Me and my boy drove to Queens. He was driving. I just did a fresh new mixtape. And this is the summer. This is like maybe 94. And we're driving on Steinway in Astoria. And, you know, we just macking, you know, slow rolling. Cops. I was actually in the music business before this. Oh, oh, say word. Wait yeah, a minute. All my records. Really? So talk about some artists and what type of music was it? Tell me. Tell me. It was uh, hip hop, golden age. Oh, nice. But what, what's, what's the most uh, awesome experience you've had in that journey? That wasn't the greatest experience, but I got to work with a lot of legends, cannabis, uh, rock from Helta Skelta. Tell me you smoke with them. Nah, I never smoked with them before. Uh, Helta Skelta, I love that. So, yo, anything black, your boot camp clip, Black Moon, hell yeah. Yes, uh, Sean Price actually passed away. Yes, I know. But he was on he was on this album that I put out before he passed away, and then I also got... The Rock on a new album. I have one album that I have to put out still. It's my, really? It's my friend's album. I've been working on it for so long, man. It's like like Dr. Dre, who's been put, trying to work on that one album for like 30 years. Or it's whatever. Justin Belmont, the new Kanye over here. What the fuck is going on, bro? <laughs> Holy shit, bro. 
I got a lot of pirates when I went into the music business. Well, that's what it is. I tell my wife all the time, like, yo, the, you know, because she loves music. She say, why didn't you get into music? I say, it's too grimy. And I probably would have been locked up by now because that's how grimy it is. And, you know, I, I'm not the type of dude to take shit sitting down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you try to play me in music. That's just something that happens. That that business is just too dirty for me to mess with. Just too dirty. I mean, thank God nowadays for things like, a, you know, platforms that allow uh, musicians and creators in music to to display without the record label. Because those record label days, brother. I mean, I even almost worked for a promotion back in the day in the 90s. And, but it was just too gangster. I was like, no, I bro. discovered this one artist. I don't know if you know him. Uh, his name is iReels. iReels, no. He, he's with uh, Cannibal Ox now. He was on their latest album. Okay. Uh, he even got featured on... Uh, what is it? Netflix, Women Incarcerated, Season Two or something. Oh, what? It was weird. It was in the background. I started hearing my artist fucking playing the song. I was like, "Holy shit!" You're like, "What is he doing on this thing about arrested women?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to have like all these A and R's from different record labels following me, and then one day they just ghosted me, and, and that was and they were gone. And that was it. Uh, don't you love that ghosting thing? That's that that that's the new that's the new that me not pick up. <laughs> and look at these stickers, yo! I love these stickers. Now you let me tell you, six a.m. Yes, yes, I am. Don't tell yeah, me he did all these for me. He did a real good job. After he did really? the first one, I just oh. had to do the rest. Yo, I love yo. These stickers is just fire. Then you got bonus content. You got high roller chips. Just look yeah. at that last stretch goal real quick. Right here. Look at that. The last one. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get there, but I, I I asked Mike. I was like, Mike, would you smoke up live on stream if I, you know, hit that much? And he's like, sure. Bro. So, shit, I was, I've never I was, seen him smoke before. I've never smoked with him. I will, I will send you something. Shit, a strain from Florida if you need. God damn, I would love to see that. That would be like comic book history bro honestly you're making me think i really want to do this type of pie like we just you know I, i've been talking about it with my other create one another creator on my platform and it's like yo we need to do shows where we're just smoking and talking and unfortunately me i smoke and drink at the same time because for me they both go together so i get the double whammy <laughs> if you will <laughs> someone needs to make a smoke a smokes uh strain no, you know what? They need to make a podcast stream and just call it, yo, this is called podcast because it'll keep you talking all day. Hey, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, Justin Belmont and Real Ad Mega just created the podcast stream. It should be a sativa because I don't want you going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so make it a sativa so that way you're fucking energized because an indigo That's why I drink some up. coffee in case I just smoke some sativa. I wasn't sure. No, no, listen. I love, I, I, I love my indicas and shit, but indicas put me out. Sativas keep me awake. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, indica, they call it in the couch. In the couch. Yeah. Bro, you get stuck, son. That's just some truth. So. How do you as a creator not stay stuck? Because here we are. We're talking about amazing books that you're creating. Beautiful art, man. You're doing your thing. You're rocking it out. You're working with legends. Um, you know, and you do what you do. How do you keep motivated and, and, and on par to do what you do, kiddo? I mean, talk um, to other creators other that do creators, what you do. I'm seeing all these other campaigns out there. I'm seeing what everybody else is doing, and it's getting me uh, 
you know, hype and uh, out there hustling. Every time I see somebody else do a podcast or whatever, I'm like, I got to do more podcasts. So their energy kind of, you know, feeds me. It's infectious. And for this game, you got to be 24-7 grind. And I don't have a marketing department. Whoever retweets me is my marketing department and myself. Well, guess what? Comic Crusaders is now your press partner. So always send me any press release and I got you in order to help in your journey. We got Thank you, me. kiddo. Nah, man. Real talk, bro. This is why we have this platform. It's to talk to people like you. To talk to people that are doing things that are fun and different. I mean, and who knew I was about to meet a fellow smoker? I'm like, man, happy right now. That's why I would love to have you back on. I need you back Mike... on. We're going to smoke on air. <laughs> that's, why that's why Mike took the project. He said it was a very original idea. It is. And he's a pot smoker himself. And like, I don't think he's ever written, you know, anything about pot. Good. It's time. It's okay if you smoke. You don't got to feel shame about it. It's I mean, not a lot just of... about marijuana. It's not just a bunch of pages of no. a smoking marijuana. There's a big, <laughs> exactly. big, 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 big story to it. Adventures happen in between smokes, folks. Smoking weed <laughs> is just a small part of the book. There's but it helps, especially on. when you're a weed head. It's like, yo, I got somebody that's my brother, and let me see what adventures he gets into while he's high. <laughs> and that's what I dig about this shit, because, yo, for real, this is right up my alley. It's, you know, that humorous take on being a weed head, and it's anthropomorphic, and we're seeing some a whole bunch of cool shit. You it's are so for, creative. It's for people that are fans of Cerebus, people that are fans of the 90s, people are fans of horror comics. Yes, preach. People that smoke pot, people that like indie comics, people that are sick of politics in their comics, um, people that are sick of poor quality comics. I, I made sure that everything I did is quality. If it's so- something I wouldn't read myself, I-, I redid it or changed it. I made it a living hell on my colors, let's put it that way. I wanted to. <laughs> Listen, though, you're the boss, this is your baby. And when you hire people that, you know, hey, they got to listen to what the boss wants. I even went in there and cleaned up some pages, you know, uh, some little ink spots here and Uh, there and just went in there and just touched it up. Well, be that, bro. This is your baby. You need to Kyle it and and take care of her because, you know, it's going to take care of you. That wifey will, you know, no longer be upset when you give her, like I said, you will be giving her a Birkin bag. I'm saying this. I'm speaking this onto existence. You are going to get so funded. I see this as a cartoon happening, very adultish, and then your lady is going to get hooked up. I know how I see this as a cartoon called Big Mouth, because, you know, since you're incorporating very adult themes, <laughs> I would love to see it in that route. Adult, on Netflix, adult, had you get paid. What is it called? Adult Swim? Adult Swim as well. Yeah, but that's on TV. I see you get it on Netflix, so that way you have more freedom. Oh, yeah, Netflix. Mm. You hear that? They're coming out with that new uh, Dragon's Lair or something. Oh, yeah, they're doing a whole bunch of shit everywhere. Every platform is doing something. We're going to get even a Lord of the Rings animated, you know, continuation of some shit So through Amazon. So it's a great time to be a geek and a nerd. But it's even a better time to be a comic book collector. Cool. We have people like Justin out there, folks, that are just doing amazing projects, such as Smokes the Fox and the Weaponized Werewolf. So what I need you to do, because the whole purpose of this podcast is for you guys to understand Justin is doing some awesome work, right? So, Indiegogo, check it out. Project Smokes the Fox 1 and Weaponized Werewolf 0. We have a plethora of days left. 
help fund this amazing project that's going to put a smile on your face from ear to ear. And if you smoke, it's going to be from, you know, it's going to reach the back of your head for sure because it's just amazing stuff, brother. So, almost 50% funding right now. Yeah, you're almost there, man. So just do it. Support the project. I need you guys to follow Justin on Twitter. Justin underscore Belmont, just like the racetrack, B-E-L-M-O-N-T. All right? Place your bets on Justin because this is going to be awesome. And let's make sure that his wife is going to be happy with him. Let's help him get her a Birkin bag that way she leaves him alone. Yeah, I'm a trophy husband, see? Yeah, Oh, man, I need one of those. All those, you probably rip it off of me. How That's dare what I got you. for Christmas. Oh, shit. Damn, bro. From wifey? <laughs> <laughs> damn. Damn. Yes, yes, <laughs> I love a sense of humor already. <laughs> God bless, bro. So, Justin, thanks for hanging out with me today, talking about this awesome project, talking about some smokes, bro, talking comics and everything. Please know that Comic Crusaders is your home. And just as a fan of comics, I just want to say thank you for sharing of yourself, sharing your journey, sharing your story, you know, putting yourself out there, out there making these fun books about dope smoking mutant foxes and crazy as werewolves that love to rip guts in half. I mean, right up my alley. So, Justin, thank you for smoking. And and using that imagination in such a powerful way <laughs> that's going to connect the soul. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Nah, brother, you rock, man. Yo, everybody, thanks for tuning in. You know that I also tell you what to do very last time. Please support this Indiegogo right now, all right? Project Smokes the Fox, Weaponized Werewolf, Justin underscore Belmont. That's what it is. You better show the love, folks. Let them know that Comic Crusader sent you. Hit them up and say, I love what you do to our big homie. All right? Also tells you what to do. Mi gente, much love. Thank you for tuning in. To everybody that listens, I love you very much. Thank you for the love. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for Thank listening you for to, listening the, to, the, to the, the Podcast. podcast. If you like if the you content, 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 please subscribe, subscribe and, and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the ComicCrusaders app on the Google Play Store today.